Hindi, Gujarati books and newspapers. Bhagwat Gita, Gujarati speaking, yoga and cooking classes. Anyone can join. Our goal is to bring the community together and keep our culture alive. Interested to host any classes at the community center for community service? Call Jagdish Kothari 28187-3488. We couldn't believe it when we received the grant from the RISE program. We got an office space immediately. Now we have a place to collaborate with each other and our clients. Apply October 1st through October 14th at ComcastRise.com for a chance to receive a $10,000 grant. Keep rising. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American Indo News radio. radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. Can you all hear us? Sorry. Uh, a very good afternoon to everyone. This is Indo-American News Radio. Sorry, we had a few glitches. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting show this evening, this afternoon, because we don't have two of our hosts in the studio. So Jawahar had to fly out. And guess what? Pramod also had to fly out. So Pramod is in Boston. He has called us. I'm hoping he's still on the phone. And he can hear me. Pramod, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Wonderful. Sorry. <laughs> I hope all our listeners are bearing with us and being a little patient. Thanks to all our friends and listeners. As I said, it's going to be an interesting show today. So please, please bear with us. So, uh, Pramod, it's very hot. It was supposed to cool down in Houston. I don't know what happened, man. 
Well, I think uh, right now in in fall, the weather goes up and down. Yeah, so possibly. Are you in the basement again? Your mic no, is. No, no, no. You're fading in and out. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, uh, actually upstairs, and uh, uh, it should be okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Best, uh, uh, Promote your uh, mic. No, no, no. Your mic is causing a lot of problems. Promote, we cannot hear you well. Uh, oh, okay. It's. Uh, but turn all the other mics off, please, except for phone one and mic three. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead with the lineup. So yeah. as you know, you're listening to Indo American News Radio, and we have added an hour, a segment called Unplugged. And uh, today you heard classically yours with Jyoti, and she entertained us with a lot of good uh, music, all classical based, based on ragas, and she went over them pretty well. So good job, Jyoti. Thank you. And, uh, and it was on Raag Kedar. Yes, Raag Kedar. And I'm sure next time she'll come with a different Raag. And so many listeners are calling, you know, because as soon as I walked into the studio, uh, Nirmala called in and she said that Jyoti is doing an exceptional job. So I just wanted to give kudos to Jyoti. So be sure to, um, you know, call us at 281-277-6874 and keep giving us our uh, your comments so that, you know, we can improve and do better. So the lineup for today is September 25th, and this is the main part of the radio show, which is the Indo-American News radio show. You can listen to it on www. Uh, you can read our paper on www.indoamerican-news.com. And you can listen to us, of course, on 98.7 FM. And we are also available on the Masala Radio app, which is www.masalaradio.com. You can also hear the podcast of the recorded show uploaded by Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. It's free and lets you listen with just one click. October has been declared as Hindu Heritage Month by the World Hindu Council of America and as North America Coordinator, Dr. Jay Bansal has been leading efforts to make this a successful rollout. So at 4.20 p.m., we will have the pleasure of talking to Mr. Uh, Dr. Jay Bansal. He's based in New Jersey and he's a member of the executive board as well as the vice president of education for the World Hindu Council of America. He will be joining us to explain how October was selected and what events to expect in the rollout. Nita Sane has lived in Fort Bend County for 32 years and served the Houston Community College trustee for 12 year years, representing Fort Bend and surrounding areas. She has worked with the Fort Bend Democratic Party for decades and just announced that she is a candidate for Commissioner Precinct 4, Fort Bend County. Uh, we will be talking to her at 5 p.m. about her goals for seeking this new position. And of course, our world traveler, a frequent flyer in the studio, Mr. Dan Mayur, he will be joining us at 5.20 and he will be talking about Varanasi today. And, uh, you know, it's from his, books, uh, uh, from his book, Global Nomad. 
and uh, I'm sure we will get to know a lot about this princely state of Varanasi. Also, stay tuned in for news roundup, views, sports and movie reviews. If you'd like to be featured on the show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. So quite a lineup today, Pramod. Yes, it sure is. And it's such variety, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking to all the speakers as well. So tell us, what have you been up to? How's Boston? How's the weather? Is it fall already over there? Uh, not yet. It's quite pleasant. Okay. The temperature is in the 70s. Uh-huh. And in the morning, it's a little bit cool, about 60. But otherwise, it's quite pleasant. Okay. You have the uh, n- news... Uh, for us? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Okay. Um, live from Indo-American News, here's the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. Prime Minister Narendra Modi addressed the United Nations General Assembly this morning in New York near the end of his three-day visit to the United States upon the invitation of President Joe Biden. At the beginning of his visit, Modi met with a series of American business CEOs Then in Washington, D.C., Modi held his first meeting with Vice President Kamala Harris and then President Biden. The Prime Minister also participated in a meeting of the Quad Nations, which includes the leaders of the United States, Australia, and Japan. In his U.N. address, Modi said Afghanistan's territory should not be used to spread terrorism. Pramod, let me me stop you. Your voice is very, very unclear. I can hardly make out what you're saying. It's very muffled. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, read the news for you, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, Live from Indo-American News, here's the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. Prime Minister Narendra Modi addressed the United Nations General Assembly this morning in New York, Uh, near the end of his three-day state visit to the U.S. upon the invitation of President Joe Biden. At the beginning of his visit, Modi met with a series of American business CEOs. Then, in Washington, D.C., Modi held his first meeting with Vice President Kamala Harris and then President Biden. The Prime Minister also participated in a meeting of the Quad Nations, which includes the leaders of the U.S., Australia and Japan. In his UN address, Modi said Afghanistan's territory should not be used to spread terrorism. He also said the world should be made a site for science-based, rational and progressive thinking. Both Both Prime Minister Modi and other world leaders adhered to strict COVID protocols as the pandemic is continuing to torment the world. On Friday, the U.S. experienced 123,074 new cases, a decrease of 16% over the last 14 days. Friday's death toll due to COVID was 2,062, an increase of 26%. In comparison, India's Friday caseload was 29,578, a decrease of 21%, and death toll of 304 a slight increase of 2%. In the state of Maharashtra, Chief Minister Uddhav Thakare announced that film and drama theatres would reopen on October 22nd. Indoor stadiums and swimming pools 
will be also open for people who have been vaccinated with both doses of the COVID vaccine. In the U.S., the CDC has approved the use of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for booster shots. Are you sure about this, uh, Pramod? I thought it was only Pfizer. For booster no, shots... Both? Yeah. Okay, I thought they were yeah. waiting on Moderna. Okay. For people over the age of 65 and younger immunocompromised patients and healthcare workers exposed to COVID patients. In weather-related news, tropical disturbance SAM is gathering strength in the Atlantic and may enter the Gulf of Mexico as a hurricane by this weekend. In the Bay of Bengal, Cyclone Gulab is threatening the coasts of Orisha and Andhra Pradesh even as the city of Kolkata is experiencing widespread flooding. On the other side of the world, many countries of South America uh, are experiencing a severe drought. In political news, Germany is going to the polls tomorrow to elect a new federal parliament, the first step toward appointing a successor to Chancellor Angela Merkel. Polls show Merkel's Christian Democratic Union trailing the center-left Social Dem Democratic Party. In Washington, D.C., President Biden says he still expects to sign into law the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package as well as the $3.5 trillion package to expand the nation's social safety net despite the current stalemate between the moderate and progressive wings of the Democratic Party. Meanwhile, the Republicans are determined to block the debt limit extension. Earlier this week, the Republican-funded recount in Arizona's Maricopa County confirmed the victory of Joe Biden. Nevertheless, the Republican Secretary of State for the state of Texas has announced an audit of the voting in four counties of Texas, including three urban counties, including Harris and Tarrant counties, where Joe Biden secured a majority of votes. In sports news, the Houston Texans uh, lost 24-9 to the Carolina Panthers on the Thursday night NFL game. The Texans were handicapped by the loss of quarterback Tyrod Taylor due to a hamstring injury. However, Texans fans were pleased about the performance of rookie quarterback Davis Mills. Meanwhile, in baseball, the Houston Astros suffered two consecutive losses to the Oakland Avs, but the Strohs are hoping, the clinch, hoping the, to clinch the division this weekend and head into the playoffs. In the UAE, the IPL is well underway, with each of the eight teams having played at least nine games. This morning, the Delhi Capitals made it to the top of the points table by defeating the Rajasthan Royals. In the second match today, the Punjab Kings beat the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Tomorrow, there are two matches on tap, Chennai Super Kings versus Kolkata Knight Riders and the Royal Challengers Bangalore against the Mumbai Indians. That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions and music as we continue with the Indo-American News talk show. Wow, that's that, that was great. Uh, thank you, Pramod. Yeah, I do not know <laughs> what it is. What is making your uh, voice very muffled when you're talking? Okay. Yeah. No so, um, tell us, Let you. Try something. Yeah. Go, uh, I think. Uh, 
Are we uh, going into commercials, uh, Jyoti? Is it time? Okay, so we will be back, uh, listeners, with our main uh, section of the Indo-American News Program. And uh, we will be going to commercial break. Please call us at 281-277-6874. And we will be talking to Dr. Uh, Jay uh, Bansal. Uh, who is representing um, the World Hindi, Hindu Council of America. So he is waiting on the phone uh, for us and he will be talking to us shortly. Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American News Radio. Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorneys and Counselors at Law specializes in immigration over 35 years of experience. New reforms are coming to the old immigration system. Now is the time to get all your immigration questions answered. Attorney George Willie offers free initial one-on-one consultation every Thursday, 10 a.m. on Masala Radio 98.7 FM. Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorney 14141 Southwest Freeway. Visit gwrpc.com. Call 281-265-2522. One World Bank are the new guys in the neighborhood. We are located at Bel Air and the Beltway, across from Home Depot. We offer free business and personal checking accounts and a free safe deposit box with a new checking account. Hurry, supplies are limited. SBA and C-Store loans are our specialty. We have the best tellers and lobby services in Houston. With the great, friendly coffee lounge, we offer the best coffee in the neighborhood. Come in for a visit or call 832-802-0900 and ask for Anila Medhi, One World Bank, member FDIC. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Uh, yes. Hi, Pramod. Yes, uh, do I sound any better? A uh, little better. You want to go ahead and uh, introduce uh, Dr. Jai Bansal to us? I think it might be better if you do it because... Uh, I do not have his intro. Uh, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Okay, uh, I'm very pleased to introduce Dr. Jay Bansal. Uh, he's a recognized expert in the field of energy efficient utilization of hydrocarbon resources. His most recent appointment was as a distinguished fellow at the Argonne National Laboratory in Chicago, where he advised Argonne scientists as well as the U.S. Department of Energy on fuel efficient transportation technologies. Fully retired from professional life, Dr. Bansal now shares his time between family and service of the Hindu community through organizations such as World Hindu Council of America. In recent times, he has been instrumental in organizing two highly successful conferences 
for the Hindu American community. The Threats Conference in Boston in November 2019 and the Reflections at 50 uh, virtual conference in September 2020. Currently, serving as a member of the Executive Board as well as Vice President of Education for the World Hindu Council of America. So, uh, Dr. Bansal is here today. Uh, he's going to talk about how um, the World Hindu Council was able to create October as the Hindu Heritage Month. Uh, welcome, Dr. Bansal, to Indo-American News Talk Show. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for the kind introduction. And also thank you for giving me this opportunity to reach out to your uh, wide uh, set of listeners. Uh, hello, Definitely. Houston. Hello, Greater Houston and uh, uh, our friends in Texas. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you directly about this very exciting event that we're calling Hindu Heritage Month. So a uh, number of dharmic organizations in the United States and Canada, including my own organization, the Vishwanthu Parishad of America, have gotten together to declare October as the Hindu Heritage Month. Uh, well, as you well know, uh, Hindu, I mean, October is already a Hindu heritage month for us in so many ways because a lot of our festivals fall in October. So we just thought we just declare the whole month as a Hindu heritage month. And uh, uh, one other piece of exciting news, particularly for uh, our friends in Texas, uh, many of you may have already heard, uh, your uh, governor, uh, uh, Greg Abbott has already declared uh, October as Hindu Heritage Month for uh, you know for the, for the state of Texas. Yes, and it's uh, uh, Dr. Bunsell. So all states are not celebrating October as Hindu Heritage Month. No, as a matter of yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, October is going to be celebrated as Hindu Heritage Month not only in Texas, not only in New Jersey, but across the United States and Canada. And uh, there are something like 35 organizations that are partnering in this, in this endeavor. And uh, I would encourage your listeners to uh, go to our website. It's called www.hindumonth.org. And you can see all the organizations that are involved. Uh, so this is actually an open architecture model. Uh, we are asking our partner organizations to basically celebrate this month any time during the month in whatever way they, they choose to celebrate. So they could be doing, for example, you know, a cultural program. They could be doing a competition for the children to, to you know, so that they get connected with, uh, with our culture. Uh, or they could be doing walkathons and other different ways of, uh, you know, uh, re getting our message out to the communities at large about what Hindu, what Hindus are, what Hinduism is about, and so on and so forth. So this is actually a much, much broader celebration than just state of Texas. Uh, furthermore, in fact, I should like to point out there are five states who have already declared Hindu Heritage Month, and there are many more coming along the way. Yeah, I this see Texas, Florida, New Jersey, Ohio, and Massachusetts. So they have already uh, made the official proclamation, yes. That is correct, and uh, this is a result of actually hard work by, you know, uh, ourselves and our partner organizations who have been working on, you know, uh, weeks and months to, uh, you know, get to this point. 
Our aim is to ultimately have the entire month of October declared uh, as Hindu Heritage Month by the government of, uh, you know, the, the, the by the U.S. government, by the federal government. But it takes long time to get to that stage. Right now, we're trying to, you know, uh, get it declared in as many states as possible, and, and also number of cities and so on and so forth. So this is a long-term effort, but we have made a good start. So what are uh, some Dr. of Man- the... Uh, go ahead, Pramod. Yes. Uh, you know, September was the Hispanic Heritage Month, and on PBS, I heard many songs uh, related to Hispanics. So I think uh, we could, in the future, use October to promote uh, Hindu heritage uh, uh, you know, documentaries and movies and music and so forth. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're starting this year, obviously. Uh, during the month of October, you'll see many, many different kind of events taking place. Of course, uh, given the COVID situation, most of them will be virtual, but there may be some in-person events as well. So you will see a lot of cultural programs. You will see a lot of religious activities, you know, yajanas in, in various temples and uh, conferences, you know, what have you. You will see all kinds of things. And the, and the thing is, we actually want to make, it's going to be an annual event. So every October, uh, you know, we'll be celebrating it. And uh, starting next year, we are taking it international. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, uh, the day is not far when, you know, uh, we'll be celebrating it in Australia or UK or in Kenya or, you know, uh, South America or, you know, even even India. I think look, there's a lot of excitement in the Indian press about this event. So I think starting next year, you'll see this being, this is this going global. Uh, Dr. Bansal, there are still a lot of misconceptions about Hinduism out there. So capitalizing on the fact that, you know, this month has been dedicated to Hindus, are there any uh, like more uh, specific special programs that are being done to promote and to spread uh, knowledge about Hinduism? Yes, there are, as a matter of fact. Uh, again, I would encourage uh, you and uh, your listeners to go to our website, uh, www.hindumand.org, to look at all the different events uh, that that are planned. And this, this is just tip of the iceberg because, you know, we're still a week and a half away from the start of, you know, October, or a week away. Um, as time passes, you know, there will be many more events like this coming up. Uh, we're working on some major conferences that we would... Uh, uh, we would be declaring uh, very shortly. So yes, we are very much aware of the fact that there is a lot of misconception about uh, our dharma, and uh, we are working very hard to, you know, bring educational programs uh, through this medium to to the uh, to the world at large. And especially targeted towards the youth, you know, the upcoming generation who <coughs> maybe do not know as much about Hinduism as the older generation, you know. Absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of our uh, key mission uh, has been to involve our youth organizations in this celebration. So, uh, you know, we have, for example, Hindu Student Council, which is spread across many, many campuses, you know, uh, across this nation. They are uh, a partner here in this, uh, in this endeavor, and they will be celebrating uh, along with us and, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder with us, they're working to get the message out to uh, to the younger generation. 
So we're very pleased with that. That's excellent. So you're based out of New Jersey, right? So uh, I I think he, in New Jersey and uh, Houston probably have the and in California of course the maximum population of Hindus. So what kind of activities are going on locally over there? So you know these days in uh, in the times of COVID, you know look the, uh, the concept of local activities is sort of not really there any uh, anymore. Mm, you know it's yeah, all virtual. Well, not, a lot lot of this is happening virtually. However, let me let me tell you. Uh, you know, we have a city called Jersey City, uh, which has a huge, um, you know, uh, large number of uh, Indian businesses. They've joined us, and they will be holding a, a um, you know, what they call street sale uh, in the name of Hindu Heritage Month for a period of time to to show solidarity with uh, with the community and and be part of this great event. So there is lot there is lot that's going to go on. We have our local chapter here, New Jersey chapter of uh, uh, Vishwanath Parishad, that is uh, going to be serving, actually uh, providing food and serving food to uh, homeless shelter during the month of October. So there are a lot of activities like that that are planned. It's uh, like I said, um, you know, just kindly, you know, just go to our website and look at the the large number of things that are being planned, and mm. I'm just so thrilled to be part of this this great effort. And that's wonderful. In Houston, I know it's uh, Durga Puja season. You know, I'm a Bengali. And there are going yeah. to be three Durga Pujas held in Houston. Uh, two of them are going to be in person and one is going to be virtual. And then there is, uh, at the end of October, we are also having our Indian uh, Film Festival at the Asia Society. So these oh. are some of the events that I know of and I'm sure there are several because Houston is, you know... A gog with yeah. activity. Yeah, and go ahead, Pramod. Uh, towards the end of the month, uh, we'll have Diwali. And I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Diwali was celebrated in uh, New York's Times Square. Yes. I do remember Correct. that. Correct. Yes. Correct. So, yeah, so Diwali, I mean, since Diwali falls in November, right. and Diwali is one of our most important, uh, you know, festivals, you know, we would very much consider that as part of Hindu Heritage Month, even though, you know, October is officially uh, declared as Hindu Heritage Month. You see, our problem is that we can never totally align the Hindu uh, festival calendar with the Western <laughs> right, calendar. Right. So we have to be a little bit flexible in that because of that. But, but Diwali, we simply cannot uh, ignore Diwali. I mean, that's our most important uh, Hindu festival. And so it's going to, yeah. Diwali and, uh, is also acknowledged in the White House, so I know that. <laughs> abso abso absolutely, right. and we're hoping, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know personally the plans for this year, but we are certainly expecting that uh, they will be holding it in the White House again this year. But uh, the, you mentioned three events, uh, Durga Puja and uh, the Film Festival. We would love to have uh, these organizations you know, partner with us. Partnership is free. All you have to do is register yourself and then register your event on the on our website. And it's all for free. But, you know, it just becomes recognized as part of the Hindu heritage. Correct. Month. Absolutely. So, I agree. So yeah. let's uh, get the word out there and tell all uh, religious organizations and non-religious uh, like India Culture Center and all these different organizations to register. And can you tell us the website again, please, Dr. Bansa? Certainly. Certainly, certainly. It's www.hindumonth.org. Hindu month is one word. Okay. So 
it's very easy to remember. Correct. Just go there, and I think there's a lot of interpretive FAQs there that you know, give you more information, and you can look at, you know, all the events and partnerships and all that. Yeah, we we welcome all dharmic organizations to be part of this uh, great effort. And since most of the events now are virtual, so, you know, people can join and, uh, you know, in all these programs virtually and see programs that are being held all over the country and all over the world, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we have provided some uh, graphics that you can use as your, as your virtual background. Uh, so that will, you know, so that you have some consistency uh, in these virtual programs. Everyone using the Hindu Heritage Month background would look so beautiful. So you can down, you can down, you know, you can download it from the website on the resource page. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. So yeah, I would welcome any dharmic organization to be part of, you know, uh, be a partner in this, and uh, uh, it would be just great. Yeah, Dr. Bansal, besides uh, Hindu Heritage Month, what other activities is the World Hindu Council uh, promoting at this time? So, um, so let me tell you a little bit about uh, World Hindu Council. It's also known as the Vishwa Hindu Parishad of America. Uh, we are the oldest Hindu organization in, in the United States. Uh, we are 51 years old this year. And uh, we have been doing uh, a lot of activities over these 51 years. One of our earliest activity was the start of Balvihars. Uh, Balvihars and then, uh, you know, camps for, for youth. But some of the biggest efforts that we have made, uh, everyone knows about Ekal Sartha. That was started by Vishwindu Parishan. Uh, you know, Sport a Child is a Vishwindu Parishan activity. Uh, many of you may, uh, listeners may, are, may be aware of uh, uh, Hindu University of America. That is uh, that was started by uh, you know my organization. Uh, Hindu Student Council was started by my organization. So we have actually many many activities that are uh, you know that 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 we're doing throughout the year. Uh, this year, actually, sorry, last year we started a major uh, initiative called Hindu Pact. It's uh, our advocacy effort. It looks after you know. Um, uh, you know, uh, the kind of uh, bad messages and wrong narrative that people are trying to spread against us and, uh, you know, tries to create our own narrative and, just, you know, um, represent the voice of Hindus on the, on the public uh, platform. So uh, many, many activities. Uh, I can point you to our website that will give you more information on the, on the VHP activities, but perhaps for another day. I'm, I'm really proud to be part of this organization. For the benefit of our listeners, maybe, uh, you know, uh, not all everyone knows about the Hindu University of America that you talked about. Can you please uh, tell us a little more? Absolutely. Uh, so, university, uh, so Hindu University of America uh, was a project of uh, my organization, BHPA, the Vishwanda Parishad. It was started in early 1990s. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, offering a large array of courses. It's a virtual university, so okay. you know you could be you could be anywhere in the world and still be able to uh, take uh, uh, you know courses at the Hindu University of America. See, it's you know there's a lot of misconceptions as you said about Hinduism, and those have been spread uh, by the you know the European Indologists and the Western Indologists for their own reasons. 
Hmm. Which, we, which we are not going to go into right, right. now. Right. Dr. Bansal, we are almost out of time. So, any words, parting words? Yeah. So, um, uh, absolutely. So, uh, all I want to say is we are all excited about uh, the Hindu Heritage Month. Um, and you can become partners for free. Uh, just go to hindumath.org and, uh, and just be Registered. part of this great initiative. Thank Looking you. Looking forward to... And, and, and uh, thank you to all... Uh, you know, all the listeners and all the Texans, uh, you're a wonderful audience. Oh, thank you so very much, Dr. Jay Bansal, for spending a few minutes with us and, you know, enlightening us about the Hindu Heritage Month. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. News. Movie reviews and local community roundup every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo American News Radio. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas, and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. मेरे हाथों में उनका हाथ हो हम हमेशा के लिए एक साथ हो सात जन्मों के रिश्ते की महाराजा से शुरुआत हो Exclusive engagement rings by Maharaja Diamonds May your love last as long as our diamonds forever Raja Jewelers, bringing diamonds to life. 5821 Hillcroft, 713-784-5673. Embassy Suites, two locations, Energy Corridor and Katy. On your stay, come and relax in our indoor pool or host your meeting in style. Schedule a tour and check our beautiful state-of-art ballroom. The perfect location for parties and weddings. Continental and South Asian cooking in-house. Outside catering also allowed. Embassy Suites. For bookings, call Anam Shabbir, 832-391-6259. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Hi, this is MJ Malik Jamal from Discount Power, and you're listening to Masala 98.7 FM. Where's the party at? Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it looks like our uh, uh, next guest, Neeta Sani, forgot about our program. She hasn't called. I just texted her. I just called her. She's not picking up the phone. She was, uh, she is, uh, you know, a resident of Fort Bend County uh, for the past 24 years. And uh, she was elected as the 8CC trustee district 7 in 2007, re-elected in 2013 to represent Fort Bend and surrounding areas. She was a strong voice for Fort Bend for 12 years and delivered the promises with life-changing programs, services, 
and new campuses for Fort Bend residents. She has received numerous honors, including recognition by the Texas State uh, Senate, and uh, she was one of the top 50 influential women in Greater Houston. I hope she calls uh, pretty quick <laughs> because uh, she is the one who's running for um, Commissioner Precinct 4, Fort Bend County. She has initiated, initiated several programs and summits benefiting youth, women, seniors, and underserved population. She established her workforce support scholarship as well as the Trustee Nita Sane Scholarship Endowment. She's collaborated with several ethnic community organizations to celebrate the diversity and multicultural fabric of Fort Bend County. She's been actively involved in the Fort Bend County Democratic Party since 2005, beginning as a precinct chair, election judge, then Democratic Party secretary. She also initiated Democratic chapters for Fort Bend and surrounding areas. She has now rolled out her 2022 Democratic campaign, and uh, she's running for Commissioner Precinct 4, Fort Bend County, to uplift Fort Bend's diverse voices and expand Fort Bend's infrastructure with opportunities for local communities and businesses to grow, Fort Bend's economic engine, as well as institute sustainable infrastructure for public safety, security, healthcare services, properties, and mobility. Well, I have kind of, you know, run the campaign for her. <laughs> <laughs> but where is Nita? Oh, well, yeah. I guess I we'll have to carry on without her, uh, Pramod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't we talk about... Uh, oh, there she is. That may be her on the line. It's good that I finished oh, okay. her introduction before she <laughs> called because, uh, oh, okay. yeah, that that's saved perfect. us some time, I guess. So I'm yeah. hoping that's Nita. So, yeah, Pramod, you were saying something? No, I thought uh, we could uh, spend some time talking about uh, Prime Minister Modi. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But uh, it looks like Nita is on the line, so let's okay. get her on, and then we can, you know, do that uh, in the next segment. Yes, okay. Okay, so, uh, yeah, uh, Nita, welcome to our show. Can you hear us? Uh, line two, you'll have to turn line two on. Yeah. I think you dropped Pramod off. Okay, yeah, Nita? Yeah. Hey, hi. Nita, good afternoon. Uh, I thought you forgot about us. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> so I did your entire introduction. I read your whole introduction. So welcome to our show, Nita. Glad you could join us. Thank you so I, much. It's a pleasure to join you. Yes. So tell us a little bit more. What's going on? You're running for a huge, important position. So what got you into, you know, wh why did you feel that you wanted to run for this position? Absolutely. Glad to share um, the public service that, you know, we all have been um, uh, involved in it for years and years. And um, as you know, I, I served as Houston Community College trustee for 12 years. That was an elected office. And um, it was representing Fort Bend and Greater Houston. So it was a, a journey that basically, uh, you know, community focused and ensuring that, you know, we got the resources and programs for Fort Bend. I worked very hard for Fort Bend, fought hard for uh, to bring the programs and services right here. So it's been a, a phenomenal journey. And with that experience of uh, managing the budget uh, to the tune of $350 million, and uh, bringing the resources 
for our communities. And so with that experience and, of course, educational background that I have, uh, I have decided to run for Commissioner Precinct 4 for Bend County to make sure that our tax dollars are utilized uh, in the most effective and efficient way to ensure the best quality of public service, public safety, public security, and um, ensuring a whole lot of, um, you know, modern infrastructure that we need in Fort Bend County, knowing that the demographics have changed. Uh, it is one of the fastest growing regions in the Fort Bend, uh, in the United States, and one of the most uh, diverse counties. Yeah. So, lot to share. I don't mean to, uh, you know, I'll let you... Uh, uh, ask me the questions. I'm thinking, I hope you can hear. Yes, I'm, we can hear I'm out you. and about in the uh, outside. So right, I'm right. A little no, bit we are hearing okay. you very loud and clear. It's absolutely crystal clear. So, yeah, no issues uh -huh. there. So, uh, for listeners who do not know, and I also do not know actually, what exactly does the commissioner do? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, basically, let me walk you through the, the, the important functions that Commissioner's Court is responsible for. Uh, the Commissioner's Court, which is made up of uh, four commissioners and one county judge, and they provide, the Commissioner's Court is uh, responsible to provide budgetary and policy governance for $450 million uh, dollars that they collect annually uh, mm. on an average um, through taxes and other funding. And they're also responsible to provide services for um, Fort Bend County residents in terms of public safety, security, healthcare, and economic development. They are also responsible to provide infrastructure for flood mitigation, drainage, mobility, transportation. And uh, so it is basically managing our tax dollars uh, in in, a, in the most uh, effective and efficient way to make sure that our community needs are fulfilled and we have a better quality of lifestyle here in Fort Bend mm -hmm. when it comes to safety, security, economy, and um, even even to the extent making sure our properties are protected, whether it is you know through if it's a flood um, situation, whether it is a um, natural disaster or a man-made disaster. It is basically making sure uh, our safety is mm -hmm. the top priority and security. So this budget that you're talking about, is it like an annual budget? And so you all meet and then you all decide how to allocate the funds, you know, which uh, yes, it's department? A, it's a budget process that happens every year. Mm -hmm. And my focus is to bring the strategic planning into that budget process. Bourbon County has grown tremendously. Uh, and just to give you an example, since 2007 uh, up until now, the population has doubled. Wow. So you can see the need for mm -hmm. Fort Bend County to have better roads, bridges, infrastructure uh, when it comes to economic growth. And so we need the, the budget. Annual budget is one thing, but there is a need to have a strategic planning and strategic finance uh, for, for, with a long-term view. And that visionary and futuristic vision, that's what I am focusing on, and that's my goal. 
Yeah, that's just wonderful because, uh, you know, uh, Fort Bend County is one of the most, I think, progressive uh, counties in the sense the uh, level of education is very high. The I think it's got the highest vaccination rate, uh, COVID vaccination rate is what I heard. So, you know, you're dealing with like a very intellectual group of people, I think. Absolutely. And especially the region that, uh, you know, APC4, let me just give you a quick um, background of what it covers. It's uh, Sugarland, Missouri City, and portion of Richmond, Aliana, Riverstone, you name it, Telford, Perth uh, Colony. And so Precinct 4 region is the most diverse region in Fort Bend, and also uh, the intellectual capacity that exists in Precinct 4 that needs to be engaged. Uh, and the human capital to make sure that Fort Bend becomes a hub for uh, advanced uh, industries like biotech or Thank even you. for global investors. Right. And absolutely, I mean, having the, the talent, the professionalism and experience and professional uh, educated citizenry here, right here in Fort Bend and Precinct 4, is absolutely an asset. And that needs to be utilized to its fullest for the growth of this county. How, how many precincts are there? I'm just curious. There are four precincts. Okay. okay. Uh, yes. It's and just, uh, geographically like divided. Is that what it is? They are uh, basically based on the census data. So we just had the, you know, 2020 census data is just coming out at this point. And usually based on the population growth, the four precincts, uh, are drawn to make sure that each precinct has fairly equal amount of equal number of people, and so that's how the redistricting, you know, every time, every ten years, it gets done uh, to have fair and equal population in each precinct. Okay, when uh, is Nita the election taking place, Nita? Election date is is usually uh, the elections are held in March. Okay. And uh, because of the redistricting and the census data just coming out this month, there could be a little delay, which we don't know at this point. The elections could push, get pushed back to April or May. We, we just have no idea at this point. But not in an, under normal circumstances, the elections are held in March. The primaries are held in March, and general elections are in November. Okay. So as soon as we get the dates, um, you know, the dates are announced, mm -hmm. we will definitely make sure that everyone is aware of the election dates. Somehow we don't see a massive interest, uh, you know, in the masses uh, for these turning up for the primaries. Uh, how do you ensure that more people go out and vote? It's a, uh, definitely, I think, and especially talking about the South Asian community, the uh, the turnout is much lower in the primaries than the general elections. Mm -hmm. And it's at this point, what I am focusing on, uh, on is educating our community to make sure that they know that this impacts their day-to-day -day life. And their voice needs to be heard. They need to have representation on the commissioner's court. It's a diverse region, and we need to have the diversity represented. And also, just to take it one step further, uh, Fort Bend County Commissioner's Court has never had a woman commissioner. 
So women need to participate. Women need to have voice. Women need to have, have a seat at the table. So it is very important for us to be engaged in this process because it affects our daily life, whether it is mobility, whether it is transportation, whether it is the safety, security patrol in your neighborhoods, or uh, even your properties, commercial properties, residential properties, how the uh, drainage system is working, or whether you have right life control measures in place because our assets are the, one of the most uh, uh, important financial portfolio that we all care about and it is time for people to know that this is important for them to participate in the okay. primary elections and vote in all the races, not just the top ballot races Absolutely. or state races yes. or national yes. races, okay. down ballot races are equally important if you want safety and security right. for your own life. You know, our co-host Pramod is, uh, is calling in from Boston, so I want to make sure that... Uh, Pramod, can you hear us? And uh, yeah. Okay, you have yeah, a question? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I can hear you. You have a question okay, for Nita? Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Nita? Wow. Hi, Pramodji. How are you? <laughs> oh, very good. I'm uh, sorry, I'm also out and about. Candidacy. Uh, yeah, but you're in town. Pramod is out of town. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, uh, No, I just wanted to congratulate you on your candidacy. Thank and you. Uh, this is the commissioner's court that uh, uh, Judge K.P. George presides on, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it will be great to have uh, two of our community members on the court. <laughs> yeah, that would be so wonderful. So how Absolutely. many people are you running against, Nita? At this point, uh, at this point, uh, there is um, uh, there is an incumbent, and uh, we are basically making sure that we have the voice and representation for the community. And as as I was saying earlier, uh, I have always focused on community focused leadership. That's what I've been uh, working, you know, promoting it, and. Uh, working hard for this community and that is what is lacking at this point that we need to have voice and representation absolutely so i will have a primary and we will need to have all community i mean the diverse population uh, has to be uh, you know participating in these elections right i'm sorry my yeah. lady yeah, the, the vast amount of experience that you bring, you know, uh, into your campaign, you know, that, that speaks volumes. So, Yeah. Uh, Nita, do you have a campaign website? Yes, I do. It's nitasane.com. And I have a website. I have put all my uh, accomplishments, all 15 years of service. Uh, I've been a long-time Democrat and, of course, uh, a lot of accomplishments, delivering the promises to Fort Bend constituents, and it's been a wonderful journey right after I got my citizenship. I mean, it's another uh, kind of uh, <laughs> working relentlessly to make sure we have equal and fair opportunities uh, for our generation and future generations. Nita, we will be Wonderful. going to a commercial break shortly. Would you like to uh, stay on and talk a little bit more after the commercial break? Sure, I can do that. Okay, yeah. all right. So, um, uh -huh. and uh, do you want to share any other information, like give out your phone number or something, or 
uh, they should just go to the website. They can, uh, everybody can uh, visit my website and let me also give you, I can of course come back after the commercial. Right. Uh, but my phone number is also 832-279-8601. Okay. Uh, repeat one more time, please. 832-279-8601. That's so wonderful. So we are talking to Nita Sane and she is running for uh Commissioner Precinct 4, Fort Bend County. We will be going into commercial break in a minute. And please do call us. If you have any questions for Nita, please do call 281-277-6874. And we will be right back after the commercial break. Nita, stay with us, please. Okay? All right. Promote, are you still there? Yes, yes. Okay, sir. okay, good, good. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, Nita, hold on. Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala! This is Sandhya Tucker, and yes, I just had full face and neck all therapy at Amerijuve. Truthfully, it was a little uncomfortable as the energy zapped in deep to reactivate my own collagen. But the results are amazing. Chin lifted and tightened. Fine lines and wrinkles disappearing. Dark spots definitely faded. I am so excited. Optimum results are yet to come after three to six months and will last for years. For your complimentary all therapy consultation, Call a Marajou 713-960-6262 The Kirtidan Garvi Show is on Brought to you by Namaskar Entertainment New date Friday, October 1st At ULH Community Center, Houston Gujarat na superstar Kirtidan Garvi Tickets at namaskar.org For group discounts call 281-240-3333 Event is sponsored by Discount Power and Namaskar Entertainment Diamond sponsor Amir Dodia Show is on this is Shariar. Come visit us at My Kalaji, Sugarland, and Dallas. Fusion of Pakistani and Indian cuisines. We specialize in kebabs and karais. If you ever have our Loki Kahalwa, I bet you will come back for more. Kalaji Fine Dining. Come visit the Sugarland location, 59 and Williams Trace, next to Home Depot. For catering, call 281 240 0786. The best Pakistani and Indian fusion in Houston. This is Sherryar. Yeh Kolachi ki kahani. Gujarati Samaj welcomes you to Navratri Mahotsav from October 7th till October 16th weekdays 8pm to 11.30pm and weekends 6pm to 1am Mark your calendars only at GSH Event Center located at Sam Houston and West Belford For sponsorships call Geeta Patel 281-615-2319 or Rocky Shah 713-298-0828 <laughs> Exclusive Furniture gives you no interest for two years. You still want more? You got it. 10% off plus a free gift. 10% off, two years no interest plus a free gift. You get more at Exclusive Furniture. Give it more. Give it more. 
with seven locations and online exclusive furniture where low prices live. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Welcome back everyone. You are listening to Indo-American News Radio and we have the pleasure of uh, Nita Sane who's joining us and she is running uh, the Democratic campaign for uh, 2022 Commissioner Precinct 4 Fort Bend County. So Nita, can you hear us? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you for, for bearing with us and being patient. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to join you. Right. Sintali you know, I just, yeah, I just realized that you were uh, supposed to be on at 5.20 and uh, I mean at 5 and not at, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, tell us uh, you were going to share something more with us. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, at this point. Um, I have announced that I am running for Commissioner Precinct 4, rolling out my campaign. And as I said earlier, uh, the website is up and running, nitasane.com. And we continue making a progress in Fort Bend County. It takes a village. So let's all be involved. I would encourage everyone to participate. Uh, feel free to, you know, everyone can call me at 832-279-8601. I always appreciate everyone's input, suggestion, and let's make a difference together for Fort Bend County because this is our home and we need to make sure our children and grandchildren have better future right here in this county. Right. Since uh, most of our listenership is uh, South Asian, you know, on this radio station, uh-huh. so any special messages for them? And how do voters register and how can you, you know... Uh, because a lot of people are still not registered to vote. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can maybe... Absolutely. And we have a voter registration effort going on uh, almost, you know, even at this point, all the way through elections. And uh, if anyone wants, I mean, everyone should get registered, 18 and uh, older uh, should get registered and vote in every election. So we, we can help out to make sure that they have the paperwork turned in, in time, to make sure they can vote. And just calling the even uh, the elections office, Fort Bend County Elections Office is one way, or they can always reach me, and I can make sure uh, that they have the application form, and I'll help them get that filled out and make sure that it gets turned in into the elections office so that they have the voter registration card, uh, and they are great, you know, ready and set for election. So currently, what are you busy with, uh, Nita, besides uh, you've started campaigning already, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. So you're totally uh, in public service right now. uh, I am. And last one and a half years, in fact, I did work with the county to ensure that federal grants that came in uh, to support support our residents here in Fort Bend County with emergency dental assistance program, childcare assistance program, and also I worked one and a half years to support small businesses Mm -hmm. uh, 
since I have an MBA in finance and accounting and I'm a, uh, I have a management consulting firm, uh, I have been working as a business consultant to make sure small businesses have the tools and techniques to sustain themselves through this pandemic and they are able to grow uh, in the post-pandemic era. So I've been working uh, with the county, uh, with helping them administer the federal grants with the CARES Act funding or ARPA funding that has come through this current administration. So it's been a very, very uh, hectic time helping people, making sure that their needs are met, whether it is health care needs, uh, their financial needs are, take, uh, you know, addressed and taken into account and guiding them through this tough uh, situation that many people are going through mm -hmm. because of the job uh, situations or businesses have closed down and we are doing everything. I'm helping out to make sure that everyone has the livelihood that they deserve mm -hmm. and they have the services that they deserve to get through this pandemic. Right. And uh, you uh, put a lot of stress and importance on empowering women and youth, you know. So any yeah. uh, special programs or things that you are thinking of uh, incorporating, you know, once you become the commissioner? Absolutely. We will always, always have programs to empower women and last several years. Basically, uh, what we have launched and working on is to make sure women have the necessary skills and knowledge to be able to succeed in their personal and professional life. It could be any career. It doesn't have to be a corporate career. But if, even so, if anybody wants to be an entrepreneur or you want to start a you know, home business or just go to the workforce, any type of career, any career pathway that uh, any woman that can pursue uh, at this point, at any age, uh, we will provide the tools and techniques and resources and funding to make sure that they have the resources to move forward in life with financial independence and make sure that they have fulfilling lives, mm -hmm. even through life coaching, because a lot of uh, help is needed in the coaching uh, arena as well and we will always provide the life coaches business coaches and that that work will continue mm -hmm. uh, for uh, as long as we have uh, the capacity to do so right and i i'm sure the same applies to youth you know so giving yes hope, yeah and, and of course that. empowering youth has always been our priority making sure our seniors have discounted programs and so it's all in all building the multicultural coalition and helping all uh, age groups different communities and moving the community forward together that's been the focus right. uh, and that has been my focus uh, from day one mm -hmm. so I can assure you that I will be continuing on that path absolutely absolutely and and I'm sure you will also be working on, you know, racial and religious inclusiveness because we are Absolutely. so very multicultural over here. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, it is becoming a um, multicultural community like never before. And it, it, it's about celebrating and honoring differences and different cultures and diversity. So it's, it's a positive asset and it should be utilized for the good of the people. So yes. Uh, 
absolutely all for it. <laughs> you want to touch a little bit on healthcare because you know that's huge. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, healthcare services, of course, the county provides uh, healthcare services to indigent people, and also they have they provide basic uh, clinical services, EMS, and my issue at this point is uh, though we there are just adequate services provided by the county, uh, it will not be able to sustain. Uh, those type of services because of the growth in the population. Mm -hmm. Almost 800,000 people, uh, according to the census data, the Fort Bend County will have 800,000 people. Uh, it is doubled in population since 2005 and six. So the healthcare services need to be expanded. And since 2007, the county has not um, done a comprehensive health uh, care needs of the community. And my focus will be to make sure that we do a comprehensive analysis and assessment of healthcare needs of the diverse communities that are growing in Fort Bend. That would be a starting point and then analyzing what type of healthcare services needed. Mental health is another issue. Uh, designated trauma centers, that is another issue. And there are several things uh, that are, that have not been able to um, come to the forefront uh, in the years that I've seen here, uh, had my lifestyle here. So it's time to focus on those healthcare services that are becoming a absolute necessary for this county and for this region. That's what I see the need to expand the healthcare services from the with the public-private partnerships, which I've fostered all along. Because you've got to have public uh, entities tying up with private partners and private institutions to provide those services. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of hospitals coming up in this area. So most of those hospitals, I don't think, require like government funding and stuff, right? So you're talking about how the government will be allocating more towards like more affordable healthcare and not the big, well, huge uh, hospital institutions, right? I, I think the private sector will continue to grow. There are non-profit hospitals um, also coming and they are growing. Their systems are growing. Uh, at this point, what my focus is to make sure how the budget can be allocated to increase the funding for healthcare services. About 5% of the budget gets allocated for healthcare services. And the county of this size, we need That's to make sure little, there's more funding allocated yeah. to provide healthcare services. 5% is too and little, don't you think? <laughs> I I see you. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, it needs to be reevaluated, and the budget needs to be looked at and see where you can actually make uh, inroads to increase healthcare services through budgetary funding or even external funding, partnerships, grants. There are several ways to make sure that we do have enough resources to provide additional funding uh, for healthcare uh, needs. And most importantly, I would be focusing on the equitable healthcare services right. because the communities are diverse and we want to make sure that there's fair and equitable healthcare right, services right, right. provided to, exactly. to, I mean, all across 
our population. Yes, because healthcare is so expensive these days. You know, we have to make it more affordable. That's that's what's more that's important. True. Yeah. Uh, Any questions, Pramod? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nita Singh served uh, as a trustee of the Houston Community College. Uh, so you have experience in the education field. So what would be your education policies as a commissioner? And you have a huge background in education. So go ahead. Did we yeah. able to hear him well? Yeah, I mean, just to speak from my own uh, public service journey, uh, yes, uh, the county and uh, even Houston Community College. Uh, we have had wonderful partnerships, of course, uh, you know, over the years. Uh, and just one example is Missouri City Campus that we uh, brought here in this community. Stafford has grown with advanced manufacturing and a lot of programs and a lot of capital improvement projects that took place because of the partnership with the county. So the county actually has a role in making sure that education and workforce training also grows in this county because ultimately the economic development role is a responsibility of the commissioner's score. And for the economic development, it always starts with having an educated workforce, uh, right kind of academic and workforce training, and of course small businesses and other research entities and other industries. Mm -hmm. So it's county also has some Head Start programs that, you know, they oversee. And there's a there's lot of educational involvement, no doubt, uh, the county commissioners. Uh, and they do uh, it well. We just need to make sure it needs to be taken to the next level mm -hmm. because of the population growth. And if we sit on the sidelines, there won't be adequate services and resources. There is tremendous potential to bring uh, educational partners into the county to make sure the workforce is well educated for the advanced uh, 21st century uh, job market and growing industries like biotech. We need to make sure IT sector and uh, so full line yard uh, on that part. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much, Nita. You've been wonderful and you were all listening to Nita Sane. She's the Democratic candidate for Commissioner Precinct for Fort Bend County. And Nita, if you uh, uh, can share your information one more time, the website and your phone number. Sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Sanchali and Pramoji, thanks for having me, having me. And my website is nitasane.com. It's N-E-E-T-A-S-A-N-E.com. And my phone number is 832-279-8601. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nita, uh, for, you know, joining us and telling us about all the programs that you'll be involved in. But people need to come out and vote. That's what's most important. We, <laughs> we need to Absolutely. get you elected. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We will we will work so hard and, on it. And yeah, thank you first so and much foremost, for people who are not registered, please go out and register to vote so that you can participate in the primary elections and vote Nita Sane into office. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank all you. the very best. <laughs> Uh -huh. Okay. Thank all right. you. Uh -huh. Bye. Bye. Pramod. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you were going to talk about Modi's visit. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it was quite a successful visit. Uh, he uh, connected with Vice President Kamala Harris and they exchanged some wonderful gifts. 
right i mean uh, you know promote the the connection i do not know what the problem is but i can barely make out what you're saying okay. it's all muffled your voice oh, okay. so we will uh, be joined uh, yeah we will be joined by dan mayur let's go to commercials now okay okay news movie reviews and local community roundup every saturday 4 to 6 pm on masala 98.7 fm hi i'm jawahar i'm sanchali and i'm pramod indo american, american news radio The Great American Dream, owning your own home. Prosperity Bank wants to make that dream a reality. How? With their Hop Mortgage, 100% financing with maximum loan amount 350,000. Refinance is allowed and bankers who work with you. Call 844 U-HOP. That's 844 Y-O-U-H-O-P-P. Prosperity Bank. NMLS 466414. Loan subject to eligibility restrictions and credit requirements. Offered in designated Texas markets. 100% financing based on lesser of purchase price or appraised value. Subject to change. Equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Rishi from Trinidad. I love Houston, especially the beautiful houses. Not only the houses are great here, but the process to get one is so easy. With Loan Factory, you can buy a home without any income or employment checks. Loans for non-US citizens. Get competitive rates. You want your home? Loan Factory will help you get it. loanfactory.com. A32990999. NMLS 320841. शेर हमारे गीत तुम्हारे प्रेजेंटेड बाय कारिया हमने उनको दोस्त बनाया बातों बातों में और वो हमारा दिल चीर के ले गई दो चार मुलाकातों में एक मुलाकात में बात ही बात में उनका मुस्कुराना The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874.
Welcome back everyone. You're listening to Indo-American News Radio. As you already know, today Jawahar is not in the studio. He's traveling and so is Pramod. Pramod although is on the line with us, but it seems like he's talking from Mars or from Uranus. So <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Maybe now it's a little bit better. Um, yeah. How do I sound right now? Now it's a lot better. You must have done oh, something, okay. Pramod, uh-huh. which you didn't do earlier. Uh-huh. I'm going to scold well, you I, now. <laughs> I was in the basement and I left it for a little while and now I'm back in the basement. Much better, much better. So, oh, uh, folks, we are very, very happy that Mr. Dan Mayur has joined us again today. And he will be again sharing all his global travels. But today we are going to concentrate on Varanasi. Let me give you a quick brief background about Mr. Dan Mayur. He's an engineer, financial planner and a freelance writer. He's a graduate of IIT Bombay and has a PhD in chemical engineering from Rice University in Houston. He's had a distinguished career in industry in the um, oil and field, uh, oil and gas industry and has worked for Shell Oil and Bechtel Corporation in senior management capacities in various parts of the world. He's active um, on the speaker circuit and has presented numerous talks in international conferences. So the book from which he's going to uh, discuss with us today is Global Nomad. And this is his fifth book. His earlier books are Mumbai to Stockholm via New York, Reflections of a Globetrotter, Samajrang, Living Dreams, and The Four L's, a memoir. So, I mean, his uh, works have been acclaimed by his readers and around the world. Welcome to our show again, Dan Mayur. We are so happy to have you back because we love to hear from you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Sanjali. And about all your travels. <laughs> appreciate that introduction. Thank you so much. Because you're a globetrotter and your uh, travelogues are just wonderful and the pictures and everything, you know, I just love them. Thank you so much. So tell us what made you pick Varanasi. It's very interesting. Um, you know, for many years, I have looked at it. It appears very mystical, uh-huh. very interesting. But I was always scared about it because uh, you hear the stories about the crowds, the pollution of the Ganges, and and I don't wear my religion on the sleeve. And so I'm not a quote-unquote a religious person. Why am I going there? Right, that was right. always my question. But finally... I decided to go and I'm delighted to tell you that uh, that is the best decision I made. Of absolutely. All the places, you have to go to Varanasi uh, once you in your should. life. You, you Any, absolutely, all Hindus. <laughs> people, people think about India and then they think about the Taj Mahal and Delhi and Agra. And sure, they are great places. But after all these travels, actually, yes. I have concluded that uh, if you want to know India, what India really is, it is Varanasi. Yes, absolutely. And there is a lot more there than the religious part of it. Right, so. right. Can I tell you something? You know, I'm a Bengali. In Bengal, <clears throat> Varanasi is also called Kashi. Kashi, yes. You must have heard. Yes. And, uh, you know, in the olden days, all widows used to end up in Kashi. I, I don't know. That was that used to be the custom, the ritual. Uh, if you've seen Chokher Bali, remember? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So they, water was shot in. Yes. Yeah, because all Bengali widows used to end up in Kashi and Kashi is famous for another thing you know what the very narrow streets it's it's called Absolutely. Kashi 
kashi ki gali you know kashir goli like if a, if a uh, cow walks through it it'll get stuck <laughs> that's how narrow it is cows and sadhus they they have a free reign there yes <laughs> there was just something interesting i thought i'd mention about varanasi go and ahead one more thing i might quickly mention since you mentioned the specialty and for you ladies the banarasi silk is you. one of the most attractive things that uh, that is there bengali women see. have to wear banarasi sari for their wedding <laughs> that's the custom ritual but th- yeah. that that's beautiful work of art yeah. and uh, we'll talk about it but yes. india is an absolutely amazing place as far as the fabrics and women's clothing apparel jewelry and they are all actually come from varanasi a lot of that yes you did write in your book that it's the most important city for hindus absolutely and i'll tell you the reason for that and the way i look at varanasi is uh, that it is comparable to jerusalem what jerusalem absolutely. is to the christians to the muslims yes. and to the judaic people you see varanasi is exactly the same for the hindus for the buddhists and for the jains you see yes. so it has three big religions come there and two of the world's oldest religions they originated in varanasi and that is why it is so special and adi shankaracharya who is one of our great exponents of hinduism he did a lot of his work in varanasi in the 8th century there and so that is why i think it is so important and then of course hinduism means temples and faith and belief and can you believe in the city of varanasi there are 23000 temples or little places of worship oh little places God. big places but it, you know every there is temples everywhere and and idols and murtis and places of worship everywhere so that is why it is so important for the hindus so the second religion that originated in varanasi is sikhism well that, that was the third or fourth i would oh, say it was okay. late the second one was buddhism okay. buddhism originated okay. there almost 500 about 528 bc okay yeah that was buddhism and buddha gave his first sermon there in sarnath which is on the outskirts of uh, varanasi. varanasi and it's a very beautiful place and i'll tell you one thing the government of india is doing a terrific job now taking care of some of these things because the ganges is so polluted Absolutely. yeah that's so yeah. yes uh, sikhism came was well, that was the fourth religion and uh, guru nanak actually was inspired by varanasi when he went there and then he decided to start his own kind of uh, religion there hmm. it's based on hinduism but there are certain obviously different aspects to it and then tulsidas wrote his epic uh, oh, poem ramcharit manas over here amazing place yeah. yes you know in north india the importance of ram is so much more than any other parts of the country actually ram sita and hanuman are very big there and much of that is due to tulsidas ji his ramcharit manas everybody in north india sort of in that part of the country is very fond of the stories from ramcharit manas is the same thing as our ramayan except maybe it's a different view different way of looking at it and the poetry of uh, tulsidas is amazing one of the most enjoyable places to visit there is the tulsi manas mandir oh. which is a modern structure okay. which is all white marble okay. it's a beautiful structure and the ramayana tulsidas not ramayana the ramcharit manas is written all over the walls on the walls. there so it's an amazing very interesting yeah. okay all right i didn't know about this temple yeah 
Yeah. So uh, then this is Pramod. Uh, Hello, Pramod. Good to hear from you. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, I had a question. Like uh, I heard that uh, um, in Varanasi, the evening uh, RC. Oh, is yeah. oh that is a very spectacular thing. You are absolutely right. Uh, uh, you know, the the gods of Varanasi are famous for two things. The first thing is the early morning prayers. Right. You know, and the, the, it's delightful and you don't have to be religious or anything like that because it's a spiritual experience. People yeah. take a dip in the Ganges Absolutely. very early. People, now, morning, you wouldn't yeah. want to do that right. because the pollution is still there. But the, the view, the serenity of the place is absolutely amazing. And the, the Ganges is in front of you. The entire history, the religious history of our country is in front of you. It's kind of staring you in your face. And it's a very serene atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So that's in the morning. Pramod, and exactly the same thing, but in a very different scale and different dimension happens in the evening. That is the Ganga oh, okay. Arti, where all these priests come out there it's a very disciplined thing and then they have these lamps these uh, beautiful lamps that they have brass lamps and then they do arti and it is in unison i mean it's a, there are hundreds of them they are doing that of course the, the main priests uh, are 10 or 15 and they are leading the the masses the, the prayer uh, people who are out there for the prayers and it's a very spectacular sight because it's a light and sound show mm -hmm. that you cannot imagine and promote the best way to view it is from the river so you get ah, the, yes. boats. the boats yeah in the boat now yeah. these boats are not boats on your swiss lakes okay now these are like <laughs> rickety boats and you are always worried whether they're going to sink or not but they don't they have been doing this for hundreds of years and so you go yeah. out on the water and then look back and i tell you it is one of the most spectacular light and sound show that you can you can imagine yes. you hear of the shashwamedha ghat and uh, manikandika ghat that, so, so tell the, us a Ashwamedha Ghat, Dash yeah. Ashwamedha Ghat is yeah. the Ghat where uh, this the Arti happens, and the Manikarnika Ghat is where the cremations actually take place. It's very famous, you know. Just like uh, it's one of the important parts of the Hindu religion is of course birth and death, and the death is a, a an absolutely important rite of uh, passage, I guess, and so. Uh, Going to Varanasi to die is considered a big thing. Moksha. A moksha. Yeah, yeah That's exactly. A, and a lot of the wealthy people have their buildings and uh, their sanatoriums there where they go in their old age just to die. To see, attain and so, salvation. Uh, yeah. There is 24-7 cremations are going on on this Manikarnika Ghat. Uh, and it is also another sight to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then is the name uh, Manikarnika named after Lakshmi by the Queen of Jhansi? I am not sure about that. I read something to that effect. Pramod, have you yeah. read about it? Uh, because I, I am not absolutely I, sure about it, but it may well be true. You know, the second uh, Bajira yes. was... Uh, sent by uh, the British uh, authorities yes. to a place called Bithur, yes, which yes. is on uh, near uh, uh, Varanasi. Yes. And so the ghat may be built by the Peshwas and somehow uh, Manikarnika uh, name came into being. 
it is absolutely possible and you are absolutely right because the peshwas have properties there or had properties there and as did ahilya bai holkar ahilya bai holkar uh -huh. did a lot of work yeah. there gave a lot of donations so some of the indian uh, you know that the kings and the queens the various little kingdoms all around india they had properties on the ganges and they oh. contributed a lot to the charities there as well as to the temples there so you you may absolutely be right i remember yeah, going there when i was a child so I, I, I like like you said it's so dirty you know and i don't know has it improved any has it gotten any cleaner so uh, that's a very good question sanchali uh, uh, when you talk we talk about varanasi most people talk about just the religious part or the temples part and the ghats part but way beyond that Varanasi is also a big city mm -hmm. and not all of that city is quote unquote dirty or congested mm. only the religious part the ghats the near the the river they are congested and they are dirty now they are they are trying to clean them up and and hopefully they will get that uh, in order but mm -hmm. the other parts of the city are quite all right uh, you know banaras is the seat of the banaras hindu university absolutely for yes and it is one of the biggest residential universities in asia and the campus is beautiful likewise yeah. i mentioned to you sarnath where the buddhism mm -hmm. uh, you Originated. know came about yeah. that's a very beautiful area and well maintained uh, this uh, tulsi manas temple is very beautiful mm -hmm. uh, similarly there is a place called kabir chaura okay there is where kabir ji uh he did a lot of his work he wrote a lot of his dohas there and that's a beautiful place so this was one of my fears that proved to be completely wrong that it is a dirty place and it is a congested place no parts of it are mm. but the other parts of it are quite nice and quite historically important you see and that's yeah. one thing that made me very happy that i made the decision to go and visit varanasi and to Wonderful. any visitor to india i would strongly recommend that put that on your agenda just like agra and delhi in fact varanasi is now considered a part of the heritage arc of india which con oh, includes okay. three important cities agra lucknow and uh, and varanasi oh, okay uh, then can you talk about the uh, accommodations there and also the cuisine uh, what uh, Prabhu, I didn't hear that very well. Can you ask? Oh again? no, I was wondering uh, what about the accommodations uh, for yes, visitors. Yes. Again, Prabhu, because it has now, especially in recent years, it has become yeah. a tourist spot. There are uh -huh. five-star hotels there. There are excellent hotels there, and uh, they are a little bit away from the again the congested areas because they need space and so on. But uh, sure. you are going from here, people like us who want a decent. living accommodation that is absolutely no problem you have the the hires there and we actually uh, stayed in in our favorite chain there you see so uh, no okay. that is not a problem anymore so many indian okay. what about uh, the food yeah food. and food, food is course, all vegetarian right well yeah i mean most people of course are are vegetarians hinduism promotes vegetarian right, right, right. and uh, you know all the delicacies i don't even know if you can get North any India. can you get any non vegetarian food in banaras well Bana i'm sure in the hotels you you i do. don't think so <laughs> you you don't think so i i, I i'm not beef sure beef you do not get yeah, beef okay. you do not get but chicken you do get okay, okay. but uh, promote the the delicacies of north india 
and they are very famous in Delhi as well as they are in Lucknow and in Varanasi. And those are your jalebis and rabdis mm. and, and, you know, things of that nature. You see, kachoris. And they are absolutely delicious. And, uh, and when the food is hot and it comes from the boiling oil, I have no difficulty eating that either, you see. So, uh, you know, then I don't yeah. worry. But there are all these open-air stalls and eating places and so on. And people immensely enjoy eating outdoors. They are standing around these dhabas, you know, where these uh, these cooks are cooking, they are frying jalebis and all that, and they are serving hot parathas and hot North Indian food. Wow. And that is that is it, uh, it actually a joy. Sounds so uh, appetizing and appealing and it, the finger Well, I mean, good. for that kind of food... <laughs> We're uh, getting hungry here. <laughs> North India, all of North India is amazing. And I mentioned to you Delhi, uh, Lucknow, uh, and uh, and uh, Varanasi. They are terrific places. Well, folks, you are listening to Dan Mayur, our globetrotter, uh, frequent flyer to our studio, who is talking about Varanasi today. We will be going to a commercial break very soon. Uh, Dan, do you want to hang out and just talk about uh, like all the poets, celebrities who ab hail from Varanasi when we come back? And Absolutely. then, uh, you know, we will uh, I'm, I'm go to our... I'm very much here and uh, I always like to talk about these travels. Right, right. And we will be going to our uh, sports and movie section right after we finish up with Dan Mayur. Dan, Dan, do you want any uh, listeners to contact you or do you want to give any information about yourself where people... A absolutely. Your I mean, website I'm, you or know, something. Yeah. What a, a traveler wants to do is to narrate his stories to whoever listens, you see. And so... Do you have I'll a website? I, let me mention, I have a podcast now also and this podcast is on Spotify. So I talk about my travels, various cities. I have several books as Sanchali mentioned and I have a blog and I also uh, am very active on Facebook so Wonderful. either way you can contact me and uh, my my uh, contact we'll be right back we're yes. going to commercial news world news movie reviews and local community roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo-American Indo News Radio, Radio. You're protective of your money. And why wouldn't you be? You work hard. You stick to a budget. You save. So you deserve a company that has your budget in mind. At Discount Power, we care for our customers by offering affordable electricity to fit your lifestyle. Just because it's an essential doesn't mean it needs to be expensive. That means more money to do more of the things you want. Discount Power. Why pay more for electricity? Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up now. PUCT number 10177. Masala Radio 98.7 FM 24-7 Masala We reach 250,000 people in the greater Houston area We are proud to promote the best businesses in our community To promote your brand or business on Masala Radio Call Rinku 281-277-6874 Or email rinku at masalaradio.com Tujhe anguthi pehanana to sirf ek bahana hai मैं हमेशा तेरे साथ हूँ। तुझको ये एहसास दिलाना है, महाराजा डायमंड्स की अंगूठी से। Oh, I love it! Exclusive engagement rings by Maharaja Diamonds. मेरे हाथ में तेरा हाथ हो, सारी जन्नतें मेरे साथ हो। Maharaja Jewelers, bringing diamonds to life. Five eight two one Hillcroft, seven one three seven eight four five six seven three. 
the only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Dan Mayur with us and we were talking about Varanasi and uh, Jyoti had a question did, did you have bhang over there <laughs> we call it yeah, but that is really very much a part of the local culture there too, <laughs> no you are right and right. the other thing of course is I did not mention but when you have all that wonderful food you have to have the Banarasi paan yes. 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 and it has a masala and of course it is spiked a little bit so thank you for reminding right, me and bringing right, right. me on track absolutely you cannot talk about banaras without talking about bhang and masala pan yes. you want to touch quickly on all the prominent indian philosophers poets uh, writers that, dancers that, musicians who hail from a very good question uh, uh-huh. sanchali you know indians love music and classical music really particularly an integral part of our culture and a lot of that really comes from places like Banaras. In fact, some of the greatest names in our classical music, dance, instrumental music, vocal music and dance, they all come from Banaras, the Banaras Gharanas of these people. You know, the great Ravi Shankar, Alauddin Khan, Girija Devi, Bismillah Khan, Rajan Sajan, Mahapurush Mishra, Gopi Krishna, Kishan Maharaj, Mm -hmm. Samta Prasad, Sitana Devi, all of these people are from Varanasi. So that is quite a galaxy of our superstars. Right, right. And the Banarasi silk to top it off. Absolutely. And then the university Any auspicious occasion, people have to wear Banarasi saris. (laughs) Especially in Bengal. Well, thank you so very much, Dan. It was an absolute pleasure, as always, to have you with us. And you, you know... You share with us so many different travel, you know, uh, tidbits and you give us all this good information and we really, really appreciate you. My pleasure. I really appreciate and I appreciate the opportunity to talking to people. So we will have you back again with another city that you would like to, you know, tell us about. Thank you very much. And now we will move on to our sports and movie section. Pramod, you're on. Yes. Pramod, uh, like speak up. I can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, very, very softly. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Well, let me try. Yeah, now better. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, let me start with um, the Texans game on Thursday night. Uh-huh. Uh, they had a nationwide audience. And unfortunately, because we lost uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson, our best quarterback... Uh, that we have in our stable. He's uh, in trouble with the law, troubles. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, because of the sexual scandals he's right. embroiled in. Uh, so he cannot play for Texans or anyone else this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our quarterback uh, in his place was Tyrod Taylor. And uh, Tyrod did such a great job on the first uh, um, game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, uh, we won that game, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, unfortunately, Tyrod uh, in the game against Carolina, he suffered a hamstring injury and could not play. Uh, 
And so uh, Davis Mills had to come in. Actually, this happened in the last game. So mm. Davis Mills started uh, this game. And, of course, he had rookie problems. He was uh, 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 trouble most of the time. But he did score a tremendous drive and a touchdown at the end. And uh, people really were thrilled at his performance. So I think uh, uh, in the next few games uh, before Tyrod is able to come back, I think Davis Mills will continue to improve. Okay. And then... and. Uh, Want to talk about uh, IPL? On the baseball side, uh, baseball, you know, okay. uh, the Houston Astros are still leading the division, American League West, and they had an eight games uh, advantage over the Oakland A's, but uh, they lost two consecutive games in the last two days. And But hopefully uh, they'll come back to their winning ways and clinch the division and move on to the playoffs. So okay. that's our hope. Have you been watching IPL? Yes, uh, uh, in fact, uh, the weekends are tremendous for IPL because yeah. there are two Packed games, two each, games. Uh, two yeah, on Saturday, Saturday and two on yes. Sunday. Do you wake up and that early uh, in the morning to watch the first one? Actually, the IPL starts quite late. Uh, it's around uh, 10 o'clock. No, no, that is the second match. Over the weekends, the first match starts oh, at like, yeah, yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because yeah. KKR is playing tomorrow morning and I don't know, I just yeah. put it on record. I might, you know, I don't think I'll wake up that early. So, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, go no, ahead. But uh, the games are tremendous and the Delhi Capitals, uh, which shares Ayer as the captain, uh, won their game and they're on the top of the points table. Right. And so, uh, and the other team that's playing really well is the Chennai Super, Super Kings. Kings. Yes. And Dhoni's team has really improved. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Virat Kohli's Royal Challenges, Bangalore, they did so well in India. But uh, in uh, uh, coming to uh, United Arab Emirates, they've lost five games. So the, uh, they're not the last, doing well at yeah, all. Yeah, it's very unfortunate the way that they're losing, especially the last That's one. Remember, true. in the la they only had like, what, 10 uh, runs to score and 15 balls and they ended up losing it by two runs. Right, and... Uh, because of Karthik yeah, uh, Tiagi. was... Uh, Kohli has scored a half century, so that was good. Right, right. But some of the players that I'm really impressed with at the moment are Rituraj Gaikwad, uh, uh -huh. Venkatesh Ayer. Karthik yes. Tiagi, oh my God, they're so young and they're playing so well. You know, I'm, I'm really, yeah, really, Karthik, and, and uh, also this guy, Bishnoi, today, if you saw him. Yes. Yeah, so I'm really enjoying, you know, watching that. Yeah, IPL is, I think, the most exciting format that we have. Right, and uh, the, the, the uh, leaderboard is uh, changing, like, <laughs> after every match. <laughs> so you never That's know, true. you know, who's going to end up being on the top. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's but uh, it's sad for the Sunrisers Hyderabad though. They are not doing well at all. I mean, no, they, no. They didn't have they a. They do well in India. They're not doing well here. Right. Yeah. David Warner hasn't been able to play at all. He was removed from captaincy, but even then, he's not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's um, very odd. Mm -hmm. David uh, does so well in Australia. Um, but he's, he somehow, just seems uh, to be out of form, you know. Uh, he, yeah. missed, he missed a, 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 a sitter of a catch also today. So I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah. I know. So who so, are you? Who's uh, your team, uh, Pramod? 
Uh, I like uh, actually the Mumbai Indians with mm. Rohit Sharma. Yeah, but they haven't been doing doing too well either, you know. That's true, but I think they'll come back. Yeah, let's Hope. see. Yeah, let's see. Good. Uh, what about uh, movies? Movies? Yeah, Have I watched the live. I watched uh, the livey. So oh, I okay. went to AMC to watch it, and you know, you know, Thalaiwi is a biopic yeah. on Jayalalitha's life. So I didn't right. know too much about, uh, you know, Jayalalitha's life. So it was uh, quite a well-made, uh, you know, biopic. I mean, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I thought, you know, yeah. it will probably be boring because respect. Yeah. Really, to tell you the truth, at the end of respect, I was almost falling asleep because it was too long. Respect was like uh-huh. two and a half hours long. Can you believe it? An English movie that long. but oh, uh, you know i have tremendous uh, you know uh, of what should i say a liking for aretha franklin and her music so i wanted to know about her so that's why i had gone to see respect but okay. this movie i mean it it gripped your interest throughout you know and uh, mm-hmm. got to learn a lot about jailalita the struggles in her life and uh, yeah. what all she had to put up with you know just because she was an actress and her background wasn't you know that much from education or anything like that and in a totally male dominated political scene you know she made it and uh, she came through and uh, you know how she impressed indira gandhi and uh, it was it was quite and, and uh, the struggles in her own personal life you know and her relationship with mgr so and everyone did a very good job actually so uh, kangana ranaut of course played the role of jailalita and uh, i think she did a phenomenal job and uh, I was more impressed by Arvind Swamy who played the role of oh, MGR. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. he looked like him, he acted like him. I just remember when I was growing up, you know how MGR used uh-huh. to look and that uh, you yeah. know his uh, dark glasses and stuff. But uh, what the the amount of ridicule and embarrassment and shame that she had to uh, put up with, you know, Endure. is uh, is unthinkable. It's too much. Yeah. So, but I mean, she she fought through everything and then uh, she came through. So, as a movie, I think it was a good movie, one of the better biopics. So. if you'll get a chance okay. definitely Certainly. watch it because uh, but you can't watch it uh, online because it is uh, being shown at the theater yeah and, it's only uh, theater guess what i'm going to watch next what guess <laughs> casino royale oh, <laughs> the james okay. bond movie james bond it's come out yeah i don't know i might even go watch it tomorrow so uh, yeah. you know you have to watch these movies on the big screen you cannot watch it on yeah you right uh, on your small and uh, this is uh, daniel craig's last um, is it james bond right oh yeah. that i don't know did he say that yeah he's quitting yeah he's quitting okay all right okay yeah. so, so you should definitely see it Uh-huh. and uh, another thing i haven't seen but i think it might be worth a watch is a uh, a series called empire on hotstar yes i'm seeing it pop up on hotstar all the time and a lot of big names in it right yeah kunal kapoor is playing babar okay. it's about the mughal empire how okay. it started and so forth and i imagine uh, at the end of the series they'll conclude with at least aurangzeb Wow so and, uh, I think it'll be a mega epic series yes, go on and on and on for years huh 
Shabana Azmi's uh, has a, a role yes. in, the, in Empire as well. Right, right, right. I know there are a lot of big names, but since it's a series, I haven't started watching it. Any other good movies? Did you watch any movies at all? Yeah, there's an there's an anthology on Netflix called Ankahi Kahania. Uh-huh. Uh So uh, for some reason, uh, uh, on uh, Netflix, they're showing anthologies. So uh, I haven't actually seen it either, but I think... Uh, it had good reviews and might be worth a watch so is it like short stories like or yes, yes. or is there continuity three short stories oh only three short stories yeah okay and uh, and uh, since the title is ankahi kahaniya mm-hmm. that means unspeakable um, stories mm-hmm. so it might be touching on subjects like uh, homosexuality or oh, lgbtq things that, that sort of uh, people don't want to yeah yeah exactly. address or talk about okay understood yeah. so uh, what about cyclone uh, sam any updates yeah uh, it's still it? forming in uh, gulf uh, it's in the atlantic it hasn't reached uh, gulf of mexico and we're not sure which direction it will take Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it will go along the coast of florida whether it will come into gulf of mexico but we should know by the uh, and towards the um, i think um, sunday or monday we'll have a better idea mm-hmm. and, and you... what do you think of uh, cyclone gulab ah tell me i do not know much <laughs> <laughs> you know more uh, about it tell it, us well it's forming in the bay of bengal and already a lot of rain has fallen uh, in west bengal and kolkata mm-hmm. uh, but this uh, cyclone is heading towards odisha and uh, andhra pradesh yeah those are the areas which get affected all the time by very severe i know yeah but fortunately these days uh, we get some early warning and then people have an opportunity to move out of the danger area mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but uh, the texas migrant camp has become empty there were what yes, uh, about 12000 or so people uh, it, there the were as many as 15000 15000 wow yeah and even uh, some democratic congress uh, men like uh, i mean women like sheila jackson they objected to the uh, such treatment of the haitians mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uh, i think for the most part uh, the biden administration is uh, making them go uh, leave and only a few people are uh, able to apply for asylum i thought majority of them were able to stay back and apply no no most okay. of them are uh, being sent back to haiti mm. and actually you know they are not directly from uh, haiti they uh, uh, migrated to south america oh. uh, a few uh, months or years back mm-hmm. and they were not welcome there so somehow they slowly progress through mexico yeah. and have come to the border and a lot of them have gone back to mexico so yeah yeah well so. we are almost at the end of our show uh, thanks for being with us listeners and bearing with us and being patient and yes. this is indo american news radio hoping next week we'll be back with our full crew pramod yes. uh, jawahar and well, this is sanchali i'm still out for a week okay so we'll see uh, you but the I following week uh, the following week all right well we will be closing out with a song and uh, jyoti has a good one for us what we still found it 
use uh, Thalaivi song. Okay, so since I talked about Thalaivi, so we'll close out with a song from Thalaivi. Good. Wonderful. <laughs> Bye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm. Stay safe. கிளம்புறேன் <laughs> 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 <laughs>